host of Wine Library TV, a.k.a. WLTV, and this is BBQ Central. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet before we nursed. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shit face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. It's the Barbecue Central Show. We do it live every Tuesday night right here from Cleveland, Ohio, not the tropical capital of the world, as we found out last segment with Robin Lindars from GrillGirl.com. She got a new paddleboard. I was thinking like sixth, seventh grade when you act the fool in school. You know, when I had moved here from New York, I think within the first four months of me being in the school here in Cleveland, some kid was acting the fool. You know, the normal kid troublemaker. And all of a sudden was like, hey, Marcus is getting pulled into the boys' bathroom. And then there goes the math teacher with this paddle in his hand, and it had holes that were drilled in. And I was like, what the hell is that? It looked like a paddle with kind of Swiss cheese. But they seemed to be pretty strategic holes put in that wood paddle, by the way. And then three minutes later, all of a sudden you heard, whap! Whap! That was Marcus getting beat. It's a good way to discourage bad behavior, getting your ass kicked by the math teacher. And it's not fisticuffs. He's just got to bend over, grit, and bear it. And he got like four or five whacks. It sounded brutal. It's one of those things where you're like gathered around the bathroom. And then as soon as that first swat happens, you're literally like ducking your head like, Whoa, what, what, what? You don't expect it to be that brutalizing to your psyche. Where you're like, oh, that guy's a real ass. But I kind of feel bad for him right now because he is getting literally the wood put to him right now. So that's my first thought when anybody says paddleboard. It's poor Marcus getting his ass kicked by the math teacher in the seventh grade. Not hitting Hollywood Beach or the Atlantic Ocean. Paddleboarding. Someday, hopefully through therapy, I will get over Marcus getting his butt kicked, but probably not anytime soon. That was brutal. Poor Marcus. But he's still kind of a dick. Probably today, still a dick. Sorry, Marcus. 
All right, still to come on the show, Sterling Ball in about six, seven minutes from now, and then to close the show, maybe the creator, CEO, president of... <laughs> um, LA Talk Radio, sidetracked by John Dawson, weighing in. Boys, restroom, I got my wax in the hallway. What? At least Kenston Middle School had the class, John. This is probably when you were in Ashtabula, by the way. Kenston schools had the courtesy of removing said malfeasant from public view before brutalizing him in the boys' bathroom. We didn't have to watch it. We just had to hear it. Both Wood hitting Heine and that kid screaming like a bitch. Can you imagine, like, nowadays that would happen? Well, first of all, it would never happen nowadays. Teachers would be immediately arrested. But if that happened, with how bravado 6th and 7th grade boys are, and they have no right to be, because I'm pretty sure, even in my current condition, I can kick 99% of 6th and 7th grade boys' asses, and I'm saying that out loud. I'm pretty sure. Not in every case. I am slender, wiry, if you will. But I do fight very unfairly if it's one thing I learned from Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. It's to get the advantage right away. If that means dropping to one knee and then popping right in the balls to get the upper hand, that's fine. Then work around, back of the neck, choke hold, and you're out. I'll fight like that. I'm not going to sit here and trade blows with anybody. Fifth grade boy, sixth grade boy, seventh grade boy. Man, I'm not trying to trade punches with anybody. Because the minute you hit my face, I'm going to be out like a light. I guarantee it. Plus, it's going to hurt really bad. And I don't want to punch anybody because it's going to hurt my fist really bad. I'm going to be the guy that hits you in the mouth. I might knock your tooth out, but it's going to end up in my knuckle. And it's going to hurt for days and weeks. I don't need it. So I'm going to drop to a knee, probably hit you in the balls, drop you down. Hopefully I can get around the backside and then get my arm underneath your neck. And I'm just wrenching back until you go limp. And hopefully I didn't kill you. I just choked you out. But I'm not MMA guy either. So I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm just hoping I can get the advantage. And if I accidentally kill you, then we shouldn't have fought in the first place. I won. That's a long way to go from paddleboard, I got to tell you. Now I'm committing murder. Email from Zach Hill. Greg, I wish you and Sam the Cooking Guy could do shows more often. Just hearing you two assholes, in quotation marks, term of endearment, bicker with each other and bust balls makes these segments so good. Obviously, good content within, but the banter between you two Nancys is priceless. Thanks for the entertainment. Zach Hill. Zach, how dare you? Assholes. We are prime time entertainers. Come on, Zach. You know it. Just kidding. I would love to do a monthly segment with Sam. I have not approached Sam about doing a monthly segment. Quite honestly, I don't know where we'd fit him in. We could probably do Second Tuesday, but he's very busy. I don't know if you heard him or not, but I think last week he had mentioned he's got somewhere in the neighborhood of 13 or 14 Emmys to his credit. He does nationally televised infomercials. 
He's got his own shooting schedule for his YouTube stuff that he's got 240-some thousand subscribers. I mean, still well below Malcolm Reed, but who's counting? I have eight subscribers, I think, to my YouTube. Uh, Kinger's got stats on that, ready to bust balls at a moment's notice. As far as my YouTube, because it blows. But we're getting better. We're taking uh, large segments. I don't know if I had mentioned, but I have uh, hired the birthday girl from last week to take the two-hour show and cut it down into four of the interview segments. So you're looking at, I don't know, 12 to 18-minute bites of the show. A little bit more consumable, let's say. So I don't know what his schedule is like. I mean, do we have a camaraderie? Yes. Do we have a friendship that extends outside of the air? Yes. Do I think if I asked him more times than not, he would come on once a month? I'd say there's a better than 50% chance. I don't know if I feel like I want to add. I don't want to over. Sam is a good pull. Okay. I don't want to overuse him. I don't know if you can overuse him. I mean, you see him three times a week doing various different cooking things in a 16 to 7 minute segment. Uh, for his cooking show, which is probably going to be right around the same time frame if he was going to be doing a monthly appearance on this show. Is he somebody you would associate with live fire? Probably not, but he does a lot of grilling. Zach, I totally buy in to your whole deal, okay? I agree. Good guy. John Dawson weighing in reps for the record, per Sam, the cooking guy's request, I hit dude up via his website and Instagram, and yes, yes, crickets. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's right, John. That's why you side with me. You don't side with the guests. You don't call me out. You call the guests out because you know I got your back. You know I would send you a Barbecue Central show shirt You can't count on dudes from San Diego living in paradise to remember anything they said even five minutes after they said it because they're too busy reveling in the great weather in the ocean, in the harbor seals, and all the rich people in La Jolla, all that stuff. That's why you can't count on them. It just happens. They don't mean it to happen. It just happens. Anyway. All right. We got a phone call coming in. Let's do. Do we want to do this? Mm, Do we want to do this? Who is that? Is that Sterling? Can't be Sterling. I can't take it. I'm out. I'm out of time. I'm sorry. I'm out of time. Can't do it. Got to make room for Sterling. He's a booked guest, sir. I'm sorry. I hope that wasn't Sterling. Usually he shows up. Uh, definitely not. Before we get to Sterling, let me talk to you quickly about Southside Market and Barbecue. Attention folks in the biz of barbecue. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. Owned and operated by the same family for three generations, they offer premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, 
shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside Sausage can be on your menu, too. All meats processed in that on-site USDA-inspected facility. Not a lot of places have those, by the way. I think Lafrida is the only other one that jumps right to mind here. Trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options available. Shipping nationwide via FedEx, food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods, some of the biggest names in that industry. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new. Also, something I've been really high on, private label opportunities. What? What's a private label opportunity? Glad you asked. What? I'm glad you asked. That means if you already like a Southside sausage, right? You want to add it to your website or you want to add it to your restaurant or food truck. You tell them which of their brands that you like. Then you ship them your logo and they will make all the packaging look like your stuff. Except it's their stuff, right? Of course. That's private labeling. That's why you want to do that. Here's the kicker. If you go to southsidemarket.com right now, you get 10% off everything on the online order when you enter code BBQ Central. That's BBQ Central, lowercase one word, when you shop at southsidemarket.com. Sterling Ball out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. The only show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue. A man actually named Meathead. The author of a barbecue Bible. Bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempey. And this portion of the show being brought to you by the good folks over at Smithfield. Are you signed up for the Smokin' with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship? No? Stop it! Do it now! Registration is free. Sign up today. Hit the website, Smokin, S-M-O-K-I-N, SmokinWithSmithfield.com for all the details. Do it. All right, my last guest tonight. uh, My last guest. My first guest in the second hour tonight shows up semi-frequently. He makes some of the best rubs in the biz, both for the competition circuit and backyard cooks, sells sauces and cookers as well. Oh, by the way, happens to be one of the most consistent pitmasters on the circuit over the last handful of years. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome back good friend of the show, Sterling Ball. Sterling, how are you, buddy? Sterling. What? The hell was that? Okay, let's try again. I don't. Oh, no. No. Damn it. Ugh. Brutal. Sterling. Yes. Hey, it's Greg Rempe, Barbecue Central Show. (laughs) Remember we had a we had an interview, Greg Rempe, Barbecue Central Show? I know you're five minutes late. Who what are you talking about? Which one? Is it that Hall of Famer? No, you're first up. Like the seven fourteen. Seven. Come on. Here we go. Let's go. You got. You got plenty of time. I'm going to make room for you. I sent you some pictures just now. You did. 
Yeah. Man. I just texted them to you. They're, they're ones you want to see. Am I supposed to show them on the, on the show? Yeah, because I want to talk about the full service competition. Yeah, but they're on my phone. I don't. What am I doing here? Greg? Yeah. Look at your watch. Yeah. 2019. I, <laughs> I got it. I got the pictures. I'll, I'll show them up in front of the camera as we. Uh, as yeah. we wow, look at that. You are one happy looking okay. dude. I got to be honest. It, it's a full service uh, deal. Uh,. Last weekend, this past weekend, Smithfield guinea pig, 2019. Yeah. What what year are we in now with guinea pig competitions? When they start, is it five, six years now? Six years. Holy moly. Yeah, and uh, it's really it's really gotten great. I mean, we, we moved it to uh, my main company's headquarters, the only ball uh, uh, property and i was worried that maybe people wouldn't like you in an industrial area and i think everyone pretty much unanimously says it's significantly better and you know that when we did the guinea pig it was a level playing field as best you can mm-hmm. um it was a cost controlled contest it was one where hopefully the kids would be involved and dessert would be involved and uh i'm really happy this year we had uh, once again 65% of the field cash to check. We have like one of the great potlucks too. You know, James the Flame Perez, my partner, makes great tacos. We had Smithfield pulled pork tacos with a complete salsa bar. Then, of course, we had Dodger Dogs and a bunch of chili that everybody did. So I only had about four chili dogs. Oh, you, were, uh, you were showing restraint in 2019. Is that a uh, resolution? Well... <laughs> No, it was my cheat nights and my diet, and boy, I, I didn't, I didn't take any prisoners. But we we had a great contest, and uh, you know Jeff Staney at Slaughterhouse Five won, you know, and that is awesome because you know I think people think since we're competitors because he has the Kansas City Barbecue Store that it would be weird, like we're really good friends, and it gave me a chance on the microphone to say about four or five times that I was offering free freight this weekend and he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But he got a bunch of my money. Yeah, he sure did. Um, I mean, you know, for the folks that don't know Jeff Staney, uh, barbecue hall of famer, was it last year he got put in or year before that, I think. And year before. I mean, I don't know if I maybe saying one of the all time teams is, is a little overreaching, but certainly, you know, in the history of competition, barbecue, uh, very accomplished, won a lot of, uh, a lot of contests and then, uh, did the restaurant thing. And, and recently over the last couple of years has kind of gotten back into competition a little bit. Well, he did a couple of years. He, he lives in the desert here and in, in the winter. And, you know, we, I kind of showed him our thing, our program, and he went out and won a couple of times. And then, kind of lost interest last year, but I think this year might have helped him a little bit. I mean, I think winning this might motivate him. Do you think he would do 20 well, competitions this year, or would it be less than that? No. No. If he does five, I'll be amazed. <laughs> so he's not and, that And inspired. by the way, each year, each year I went money from him because he always says he's going to cook more than he does, and I always pick a low number, and, you know, I make $100 a year off of staining. Does he – I mean, he's he's pretty – headlong into the restaurant though in Kansas City when he's there though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but he's also 
Um, well, you know enough about him. Right. Who cares about the GC? We, let's let's talk about the event itself. I mean, how how did it come off? How about, how about the RG, RGC with Woodrow boys, yeah. our our good friends Curtis? Listen, what it is? It's amazing. You know how hard I had to fight for this event. Yeah. Okay. To get to get sanctioned, to get bungs, to get draws, and to me, you look back on it and it's so silly. I mean, and I'll tell you one thing that was really cool. We had two first time cooks at it this year. And so in the cooks meeting, just for the hell of it, I said, how many of you, how many of your first contest was the guinea pig and 12 out of 50 raised their hand? Really? And these are people that are active on the circuit. You know, dad's chilling and grilling a whole bunch of people, Papa LaRue. And uh, I didn't realize that blue eyed barbecue. And to me, that was really rewarding to hear that this was a format that, that they felt willing to dive in on. And we sold it out in two and a half hours. It never made even a Facebook post. So there's there's a lot of demand for it. And I, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to do another one, okay? You don't want to do don't another do one for next year? Oh, yes. We're going to do that because also I, I really have to point out that one of the things that keeps it going is our great sponsor, Smithfield. Okay. I think Emily and Deidre and everybody over at Smithfield, I mean, you shouldn't expect a company to want to support a contest where you say, oh, by the way, there's no public. (laughs) You know, it's not a public piece of it. You're just going to underwrite the thing or partially underwrite the thing for a bunch of barbecuers. And, And they see the benefit of it. It was instrumental in their push into barbecue. But that was one. And then the other reason why I'll have it as long as I can is it's uh, a chance for me to honor my dear, dear friend, Matt Dalton, who's no longer with us. Yep. And so it's the Matty. And there was a pretty serious toast, jet coatings by some awful nice bourbon, because, you know, that's what Matty liked. And Steph gives a toast one year. I give the toast this year. But it was, uh, it was nice to remember Matt. And it's, it's nice to see California barbecue. Um, get along so well. And we had Lucky Q come out this year and Chicken and Grinden. We had a team from Australia come. And Chicken uh, and Grinden, and like I said, okay, make sure I'm on the list next year. So I think they really enjoyed it. I, I think it was a lot of fun. Putting it, th- so, you know, remember six years ago, it was the guinea pig is incorrectly build maybe at that point is trying to get new teams to come in. As you had just mentioned, you know, there were 12 teams. That was the first contest that they had ever cooked, but it was kind of coming off as uh, Hey, let's try and get new blood into competition barbecue. But I mean, quickly people realized, Hey, this is an event that veterans can get in. Uh, we like the concept. We like the idea. And then we had talked about over the years, is this something where you're going to see 25 or 35 versions of a Guinea pig, happened during the course of the year. It's never evolved into that, really. Is that just because lack of effort from other people? No, it's too it's too hard. And and you also need some of the connections that we have because, you know, and, and every year you'll have one or two guys complain about his box, but most people have kind of gotten over that. Yeah. Some people say, oh, I, I like to hand-pick my meat, and then I point out, that they get their ribs in the mail and their brisket in the mail. <laughs> but, it, you know, I don't want to say that 
barbecuers aren't self-aware or anything, but um, can you imagine putting together 50 boxes for barbecuers that, that, that balance to like quarter pound? And, you know, we, we do Foster Farms chicken, which is a generic chicken out here. They get nine, nine thighs, and they get uh, three racks of Smithfield ribs, two racks of Smithfield prime butts. And this year we went with the Australian uh, Master Kobe A9 <laughs> from the Pensacola Butcher Shop, and they were fantastic. So I'm not uh, keenly aware of where the differences lie in these higher grades, but like what... In your opinion, what separates the the A nines from whatever else is out there? Well, I like how they cook. I also like that there's you're not paying for a whole lot of waste. There's a lot less uh, fat in between the flap and the uh, and and the point. And I like the points better. But I also think that the flats are thicker, which I really like. Hmm. I think they're just really good briskets. Listen, all the premium briskets are good. I just happen to really like A nine. I'm cooking A nine. So I brought them to the contest. I would assume that if you're doing it, there's probably a you know a, a decent handful of teams that are also using. I mean, are there teams cooking? Oh yeah, yeah, way 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 before me, and it started yep. in in uh, in Florida, pretty much, uh, and then it spread. But you know, I can't tell you who uses what because that wouldn't be appropriate. Well, no, but, I'm not. I'm not asking for that. But I mean, like, would you? Uh, would you personally use uh, like a take a brisket A and a brisket B, or do you have to be consistent in your in your briskets? I like to cook the same thing. I like to yeah. cook the same weight. I weigh, you know, I weigh everything. I weigh my spices. I weigh my everything weighs exactly the same each contest. You know, and the the cookers are calibrated. I mean, the one thing I've learned after being in barbecue uh, for this our tenth year is that everything's important. Absolutely everything, and you're still dealing in a random deal. You know, it's still it's still subjective, and it's still you know tough. But like I said, I've said many times before, um, I think on a big picture level, the judging's fine. I hate the judging seat, the seating program, though. I hope that goes away soon. I don't think that helps barbecue. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll see how that works out here over the next uh, handful of months as the new board gets uh, operated and uh, situated, if you will. Uh, from a competition standpoint, Sterling, what is your 2019 currently shaping up to be? Are you still going to be in that uh, 15 to 20 range, or are you going to do more than that? Oh, no, I'm all, listen, no, I always try and do 25. Yeah. And I always try and – my goal is to try and win 25 or fewer. And <laughs> last year – I was I was only able to get twenty cooks in. We had eleven contests canceled in uh, the Western United States last year, and it's it's a little slow right now. Uh, still, again, we haven't lost any yet, but there aren't um, there are there aren't a bunch of them. You know, it's it's tough. Like I'm not cooking until the last week of March, mm-hmm. and thank thank God it's a double header. Is that going to be in Colorado, <laughs> or are you going to be out on the West Coast? No, that's at the Santa Anita racetrack. Oh, okay. It's really, you know, if people are thinking of coming to California to cook contests, that's one of them. Yep. I'll tell you, there's one, the 4th of July, kind of south of Big Sur, in a town called Harmony. I think that'd be a real good one. Um, but right now I'm cooking, uh, see, I got uh, Arcadia, which is Santa Anita, doubleheader, then Lodi, Elk Grove, Boulder City, Murphy, 
Santa Clara, the Artesian New Mexico double, and Smoking Hops, Kanab, Utah, and the Royal so far. So that's all I yeah. have. I only have about a dozen, and I'd like to have about 13 more. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. BigPapaSmokers.com is his website. What's your main cooker right now, Sterling? Oh, it's been for five years. Old Hickory Ace BP. For the I talk and about I, I it. Love, I love. I, I talk. What? I talk about it in the read um, for the Big Papa spot. But for the folks that aren't familiar with it, I think you hear Old Hickory and you immediately stereotype into the bigger commercial kind of stuff. But this is a whole different looking cooker and a, and a convection cooker as well. Yes, and it's a little smaller than a CTO. Listen, in, in barbecue, first of all, I think that the old hickory pits for commercial are just outstanding. Um, the great thing is there's yeah. not a part on it that you can't buy a, a hardware supply store like Granger. They're, they're pretty much analog machines. They're old school. But, I mean, there's no circuit boards. It's, it's old-fashioned thermostats, but they're just bulletproof. Yep. And there's one, one cooker called the CTO, which I'm sure you're familiar with. You know, if you go down, there's like classic smokers. You've got the Weber kettle. You've got the Smoky Mountain. you got the drum. you got the Jambo. I think the Meadow Creek Chicken Cooker is one. I think the Old, Hick- the Old Hickory CTO absolutely is one. And some of the cabinet smokers. But that CTO is probably, I mean, it's one of those. Hall of Fame cookers, and the BP is just a little bit smaller than that, and it doesn't have gas assist. Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. Sterling, let me ask you about uh, switch switch it up here just for a second. Still in the competition sure. side, but let, let's talk about competitive steak cooking. Um, something that you like. I mean. It's obviously very popular. Uh, SCA is obviously continuing to grow. There's other sanctioning bodies that are starting to sprout up, one based here in Columbus, Ohio, actually. But what are your thoughts on competitive steak cooking and, and where you see that in the next couple of years? Well, I think it's great. I think it's great, but I don't want to do it. Really? And I haven't done it. Yeah, I and, and listen, I, it, what you don't want to do is, is say anything that throws shade on something that everybody loves. But, I mean, if the fire was right next to the steak and there was nothing in between it, you know, other than a normal grate, I'd probably look for it. I'd probably like that. But, um, you know, I just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't really interest me. Plus, I, I don't have time for another hobby. Well, a lot of that is attached to a lot of it's attached to a, a, an event you're already going to be at, though, right? It's going to be a Friday event, not all the time, of course, but there could be some events where the Friday yeah. nights a steak cook off, and then Saturday you got your your uh, barbecue cook. You know what? Maybe I haven't helped Matt Dalton do it one time. It's a great story. Where Del Mar goes, "Can I borrow your Santa Maria cooker?" I said, "Matt, no, you'll come at 11. <laughs> and he looked at me wounded. Is that what you really think of me? Said, no. Matt, it's, it, it's a Santa Maria. It's not going to put grow grape marks on it. I said, you're going to come in 11th. And he was like kind of wounded. So I said, oh, we'll do it together. <laughs> and we did it. He turned it in. And guess what he finished? First place. 11th. Oh, <laughs> as said. Yeah, so it was a good joke. But it was true. <laughs> finished 11th. Look, I think anything that gets people together in cooking and camaraderie is great. I just, and maybe if I did it a few times, I'd be completely hooked. I don't have anything against it. I just haven't been motivated to do one. 
So you would be surprised, or not, the first, uh, I believe it's an SCA event, is going to be taking place uh, roughly 35, 40 minutes from my house in a place, which I'm sure you heard of, Hartville, Ohio, home of the world's largest hardware store, and they have a huge outdoor cooking area. And they're going to be there doing a steak contest. And I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to give it a try. But now I'm a little oh, scared. Why? Because I don't want to. I want to go into eleventh place. Oh, come on, Greg. Here's the deal. It's it's outdoor cooking, and there's sixty five million videos. And you're a fine cook. I watch you all the time with your neighbor. <laughs> My neighbor Desmond. Yeah, I watch you guys cooking together. I love that guy. The best. Who's better, you or Desmond? How dare oh. you, Sterling? You know damn well Desmond's a better cook than me. No, no, I think you might be. <laughs> I think I might be too, but that's all right. We won't tell him that when we see him in person. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty excited. I, I want to give it a try. Uh, I don't want to invest the money in a competition barbecue situation at this point, but I figure for a couple hundred bucks, maybe for a chance to win a thousand if I win, that's a pretty good trade off for uh, you know the better part of a day's work. Oh, I think I think that's great. I think it's really good. You know what I wish in barbecue? I wish dessert. I mean, I wish the kids' queue wouldn't be shrinking. At the uh, Little Rock contest, there were, I think, five kids cooked out of 92 or 94 teams, and we had seven. The first year we had the guinea pig, we had 31. Wow. Um, and my favorite thing is kids' queue. I, I, uh, we had a three-year-old kid cooking, and he put goggles on. I said, what are the goggles for? This the smoke. <laughs> He's cooking with goggles. I said, that was pretty good. So, Greg, you like this kind of, this is kind of like how we talk when we talk when we're not on the air. Yeah. This we're probably is, putting, you know, we're probably putting all 12 people asleep. It's a conversation. How dare you think that there's uh, at least 12 people? You know there's half that. From, uh, I, mean, I mean, what's your take on, on the kids' cue drop then? Are parents not, are the kids not interested? Are kids not showing up or what? I, I don't, you know, I really don't know. I I think in, in a way it's become more of the guy's thing and less of the family. Hmm. Um, and I think the kid, you know, a lot of people say the kids have a lot of uh, activities, but they did five years ago too. Yeah. I just would like to see more of that. I think it's really fun and I think it's good. And I think kids that know how to cook have got a great start. I'm Cooking's important. Sterling, uh, outside of Big Papa Smokers and uh, the guitar stuff, you do uh, mm-hmm. a, a number of videos uh, called Cooking with Big Papa. I don't know if a lot of people are familiar with this or if, if they know where to find it, but let's talk a little bit about that, uh, where you can find it, and, and what you're up to with those videos. Because I think from an well, everyday Joe kind of standpoint, this is right up my alley. Well, I, that's what we want to do. I, I got started not to compete. I got started to teach men how to cook and women too. But really, uh, when I bought my first smoker, I realized this is unbelievable because guys can't burn the food. So if I just teach people what the right pit temperature is and the right and the finishing internal temp, I can kind of fix a lot of really bad barbecues. And I, I did the research. When I talked to wives at parties and said, is, is he any good? She goes, no. Well, I said, how come you don't take the tongs? You will kill them. So I, I started this to make videos. So I made probably 100 videos over the years, but I think there's 37 on this one right now. 
and we're going to be adding to them. And Smithfield was very nice to help me with some of them. And then some of them work uh, I did in conjunction with Tabasco. Where do you find them at? Well, I find www.cookingwithbigpapa.com. Do you have a favorite recipe right now that you've done? Well, I hate to tell you, but I'm cooking a lot inside because, you know, it's been like 60 degrees here in the day. (laughs) Brutal. No, I've been doing a lot of, this off season, I've been doing a lot of cast iron cooking. (laughs) A, A lot. In fact, I just bought a vermicular cooker, this new system that I'm really excited. I always like playing around with different stuff. Vermiculous. You know, I, I went through sous vide. I went through all that stuff. I like I like just finding different ways of, of cooking meat. What's a vermicular cooker? I think it's it's um it's from Japan and uh it's a very precision cast iron like Dutch oven, but it's got an induction base hmm. and you can very precisely control the temperature and it also heats the sides. So it, it'll steam, it'll roast and it'll cook like almost sous vide. So it's, it's really exciting. I mean, that's that's the thing I'm most excited about. Uh, Sterling, you know, where, as far as cooking, I'm sorry. What are you uh, What are you up to next? What am I up to next? Yeah. Who? That's tough. I got a lot of guitar stuff coming up. And give me a and, name. Um, Tickle us with a feather. Tickle us with a feather. Biggest name on that list for me with guitars? Sure. Well, I was really, I mean, currently, I mean, we had a very nice Grammy uh, showing with St. Vincent playing guitar. I I co-designed with her. We had the Super Bowl with Maroon 5. I co-designed that guitar with James Valentine. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, Ernie Ball Strings, if you read the back of the pack, let me me read to you because I forget sometimes. But here it says uh, Eric Clapton, Jimmy Page, Slash, Jeff Beck, Guns N' Roses. You name it, there's uh, over 100 names like that. Wow. So, and I deal with all all those people, or if not the people, the techs. Who's the best guitar player? Who's the best guitar player? Yes, aside from you. But by the way, for the folks that don't know, I mean, you play a mean fat neck, but you can also play the regular guitar as well. Yeah, I mean, we almost got nominated for a Grammy. We're sixth out of five, which bothered me. What really bothered me, Greg, is two drummers beat me out. <laughs> drummers aren't drummers aren't supposed to have bands, okay? Um, now, the, the best guitar player is somebody you probably wouldn't know. The most precise and technically proficient is a guy named John Petrucci, in my opinion. Of course, I know. Him. Jeff Beck's Jeff Beck's probably one of the most amazing field player that's ever ever live um there's 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 so many of them right now you got eight-year-old chinese kids who can play fight of the flight of the bumblebee at double speed you know it's it's the the internet is not only affected uh cooking but also yeah. music if i had to if you had to pick between a brad paisley and john mayer and keith urban who's the better I think Brad Paisley, oh, but you know I've worked with all of them. I I actually resigned from a project with John Mayer, Mayer designing guitar for him. It wasn't working good, so I I resigned. And he sent me an email. Goes like, you just quit. Well, I like to think of it as resigning. So, but he still uses our strings and uses a lot of our stuff that 
designing guitar for somebody is really, I mean, it's a relationship and it's a chemistry and it's, uh, it's just different. So I, uh, John Mayer's a very good guitar player. So is Keith yeah. Urban. Um, I think, I think Brad Paisley's probably would win that in my opinion. What are the chances of you chasing down Dave Grohl and getting him on the show for me? Impossible. What? Do you know who you are? Yeah. You're Sterling Ball. Yeah. Well, he has one of our drums, and he when he's not on the road, he cooks all over L.A. Yeah. I invited him to King of the Smokers, and I didn't hear back. So hmm. if I can't get him to the King of Smokers... I can't get him on your show. I'm sorry. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, at least you're honest. I, you to, I've you always to, respected. You want me to lie to you? No, I've never wanted you to lie to me. I always want you to keep it 100, as the kids say these days. It's really, really nice seeing a guy like Dave Grohl just over the moon excited about cooking outside. Do you buy it? Do you, you think know, that's I a think, Do you think that's a gimmick, or you really think he likes? It? Oh no, no. I think he. He eats, breathes, and sleeps it. And I know when he's on the road, he stops in in all the right places hmm. to eat. Now, he's the real deal on it. I mean, he sits out. He's he's cooking all night. He isn't. He's not doing like we do, where we're just splitting, separating, and <laughs> cooking hot and fast. He's like sits out with his wine all night, you know. Hmm. But I think I think that's really cool. I do you know, too. Uh, Harry Connick is really into it too. Yeah, he's best buddies um, with Meathead. Well, yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, Meathead has taught him a lot, and so I think Moe's been on the show a bunch doing it. I don't know that, but I just saw Meathead on it once doing uh, his salmon dish or whatever you, pork tenderloin or whatever you, you give mean, a shit about. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, sweet and sour pork. Yeah, right, sweet and sour pork. I'm only saying that because if he is listening, but I know Meathead never listens unless he's on. Okay. <laughs> but he has to be listening. How dare that was, you? That was a little shot. No doubt. And by the way, I love Meathead. Okay. And Meathead and I kind of came up at the same time. And uh, we have very lively conversations. That's the way it should be. Uh, look, if you're interested in any of Sterling's products, you head to the website bigpapasmokers.com. Again, that's BigPapaSmokers.com. You have all the rubs. You have the sauces. You have the cookers. If you have any questions, you give them a call. They answer all your questions. Um, it's it's just a great outfit. And, uh, Sterling, I've uh, always appreciated the years of support you've given this show, uh, both from a support standpoint and uh, from your time uh, being a guest here on the show. And um, I, I wish you nothing but success, and hopefully we can chat again am I, soon. Am I still in your Hall of Fame? Yes. You know you are. You know, I got the California one this year. That was good. Hey, let me ask you this. It made me really happy. Let me ask you this. What about yeah. what about this other Hall of Fame? You know, the one that I continually uh, try to get into tongue-in-cheek-wise. Uh, is that something you want to get into? You want to get into that Hall of Fame? Sure, I'd love to, especially yeah. since I kind of fed the idea to Rod Gray. They don't, they don't, <laughs> they don't, really, know, they don't really know where it came from. Okay, so, and now I think journalists control it, and uh, I, I don't know that I belong, but I'm sure if you ask anybody, honestly, would they like to be in it? Yes. You know, I do have a club with William Murray, and it's called the Palma Valley Thunderbird. Owners. I know, and you're well, the only two in it. We know. Well, they don't know, but you. what I do is we get free lunches, because we ask people if they'd like to be considered for membership. <laughs> 
That's and, part and, and parcel. The, the thing is, they have to buy our they have to buy our lunch. And at the end, <laughs> they said, "How do I do?" I said, "No, nope. Good try." One time we went out in our two Thunderbirds. We went out, and he broke down, and I threw jumper cables at him and left him on the side of the road. What a nice guy you are. <laughs> he can get home. Trust me. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in the meantime, it's Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers. Again, the website, bigpapasmokers.com. Sterling, always appreciate the time, my friend. Thanks so much. Greg, take the rest of the day off. Thank you, sir. I will. The rest of the day, or as we say here on the show, the next 15 minutes or so. Again, Sterling Ball, bigpapasmokers.com. If you are interested. You know, I, I don't know if anybody's keeping track here or not, but aside from Robin, the grill girl, who anxiously talked about herself, herself, her and her father going down to the shed to do the State Cook-Off Association State Contest last month. Is this a joke? Why not? You're on the air. Go ahead. I mean, are you kidding me? You're kidding me, right? Turn your radio off, douche. When you hear me talk and say, you're on the air, you're on the air. There's no screener. You don't have to play through somebody to get to me. As soon as you hear my voice, as soon as you can hear the show, guess what? You're on deck. I'm going to you. I'm going to you. That's how it works. You have to turn the radio off in order to make it happen. Let's try it again. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey, um, listen, uh, is at the Coos barbecue. I'm looking for a stick burner. What's the best stick burner? Are you looking for a traditional flow or a reverse flow? I'm looking for reverse flow. Reverse flow? Yes. It's got to be a Lang. It's got to be a Lang. It's got to be a Lang? You think so? Uh, It has to be. There's one in my backyard right now that tells me every day I'm the best reverse flow smoker. Well, I I, I guess I got to buy one. What size are you going to buy? 48? Uh, Got to be 48. Yeah, I think a 48. I got about a 22 right now. What's your uh what's your budget? Um maybe about two. Two dollars or two thousand? Two G. All right, let's let's take a different look at this. What's your name again? Uh Dave Kusich. Dave, okay. Are you against the traditional flow, you know, firebox on one side, chimney on the other? Well, right now I have a uh, a char griller. I know. Oh yeah, come on. It's a fifty fifty, um, but I don't have enough space. Well, here's here's the question. So we talked about reverse flow or regular flow, and you said reverse. But I'm I'm pretty keen. I love my length. So I mean, if you if you want to look at the length, I would say you know look past the thirty six, you know forty eight, uh, forty two or whatever it is. But also consider. Uh, this brand called Primitive Pits. You familiar with Primitive Pits? I'm not. Okay, so they're not very sexy at all. In fact, they they could be considered ugly from an aesthetic standpoint only. 
But from what I have heard, these things are holding temperature from left to right within three and four degrees. And that's talking fireside to the exhaust side. Primitive pits. Really? Now, you said two grand. If you're looking for the best stick burner, the best, then you have to look at a jambo pit. But two dollars or two thousand dollars probably ain't gonna buy you the wheels on that thing. Are you familiar with jambo, jambo pits? I, I, yeah, of course. I've seen uh, uh, Malcolm Reed do the jambo. Yeah, right. He just got a, a new jambo. I'm telling yeah. you, uh, I would say Lang is in that uh, area for reverse flow for sure. If you're uh, open to different kinds of exhaust flow, I would look at primitive pits. Um, tell uh, what's I'm going to draw a JD. A Jimmy Daniel is the guy that owns it. Uh, primitivepits.com, I believe, is okay. the website. You tell him you talk to me, and uh, you're, you're looking for the babe. I think that's in that two grand. It might be a little higher than that, but these things are absolutely fantastic. From what I hear, I don't have one, so I can't speak from personal opinion. And then, of course, you have a close pits in Houston. You have Gator Pit in Houston. I mean, these are all the classic standby stalwart type of offset cookers that I would suggest. Well, that's what I'm looking for. I mean, uh, I need something that uh, I just tried to do four ribs the other day. Four racks? And uh, it was a little too tight. Yeah, yeah racks on racks. Yeah, you're, you're going to want to look at something in that, you know, at least 42 inches or more. You know, get space. Okay. Buy up. Buy up. You know, the worst thing you can do is decide that money is a bigger factor than space, and then you save the money, and as soon as it shows up, you're like, shit, I should have got more space. You don't want to do that. Don't have buyer's remorse. Buy up and no. be happy. Okay. All right. Thank Thanks. you very much. All right, Dave. Take care. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Why do people say that? Cheers. It's, it's goodbye. I say goodbye to you. Uh-oh. Cheers. That's weird when people say that. All right, well, I just gave some pretty sound advice. Sage, even. Sage. Savvy vet. Savvy vet behind the microphone giving pit by an experience. Yeah, Jambo Backyard, John. Forget about that. I'm talking about the J10. If we're going to be buying a Jambo, we're not buying the Backyard. Hey, there's Brian Guerrero. Hey, Brian. Now, Dave, if you're open to pellet cookers, you still here, Dave? Dave? Might I suggest a Green Mountain Grill? Next week, we will be having the president of Green Mountain Grills, Jason Baker, on. We're going to be talking about Green Mountain Grills Prime. It's the brand new line that's slowly rolling out. Everybody's seeing it more and more over the last handful of weeks. And we're going to be talking about it in depth next week with Jason Baker. You have the Jim Bowie. That's the biggest. Dave, if you're looking and open for a pellet cooker, I would recommend that. Char grill. I'm not going to snob out, dude. If you want something a little less big, you can go Daniel Boone. If you want something... Now, maybe you want the Jim Bowie or the Daniel Boone, and you want something that you can take on tailgates, or maybe you're a camper, if you're into that. I don't understand camping at all, but maybe you're into that. You want to take something with you that gives you that wood pellet fired taste. I mean, come on. You know it. Davy Crockett's going to give you that experience. If you don't have access, maybe you're in a really remote area of camping where you're actually pitching a tent, which I totally don't understand. If you have access to your 12-volt connection in your car, truck, van, or SUV, 
you can fire up that Davy Crockett and away you go. It's great. Of course, for tailgates and sporting. As I've said, I think I'm going to nab one and use it this summer for softball tournaments. Piss all the other dads off. In the meantime, you can go to GreenMountainGrills.com and check everything out. Stick around. We'll be right back. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. This segment brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect via the Wi-Fi or cloud-based monitoring or via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard fully integrated with both Find out more by visiting fireboard.com. That's fireboard.com. I know they have new products coming out this year. Just got to track down Ted Conrad and get him back in so we can talk about it. 816-945-2232. And, unfortunately, we did not have a Sam Hassan visit. All right. Uh, Brian, I do not have a Prime yet. But rumor has it, a, I will be getting a Jim Bowie Prime. I don't actually need a Daniel Boone Prime because my Daniel Boone is, you know, newish. I think it's uh, three years old. And it's primarily, I primarily use a Daniel Boone as the pizza cooker. I will rip it out and do traditional slow smoking or smoke roasting in there, especially if I need capacity. But... 90% of the time, that thing is my standalone pizza cooker, and I'll use the Jim Bowie. Uh, I think I'm all caught up on reads here. All right, let me quickly get out, and we'll be right back. Whole Packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. Okay, wrapping it up. Best Triple X show ever, as uh, potentially brought to you by uh, paddleboard operator Robin Lindars from Grill Girl, who's promising bikini pics. More bikini pics. Were there other ones? Filling up the Insta feed. Harpooning fish in the Atlantic. I'd like to see that. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichlin, Barbecue Hall of Famer. After that, we had Robin Lindars, the Grill Girl, grillgirl.com, her website. Recapping the steak event and Bloody Marys. Second hour, Sterling Ball came up huge. And uh, while we had potentially planned for Sam Hassan, owner, creator, founder of LA Talk Radio, that didn't happen, which it was a 50-50 shot anyway. Maybe we'll try and line up again for uh, next Tuesday or the Tuesday after. It was last minute. He's very busy. He's very busy. It's L.A. time for crying out loud. Big show planned for you next week. Embedded correspondents are in. Jason Baker is in. Matt Eads is in. Is that enough for you for next week already? We have some other stuff lining up as well, so stay tuned for that. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.